Hi, I'm Belle. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to Swinging Outside the Lines. We're talking about sex. So we're in the consensual, non-monogamous lifestyle. Swingers. It means we like to fuck other people. A lot of other people. So if you're not comfortable with that, probably not your podcast. Probably not. You should be at least 18 years old. Yes. Preferably in a committed relationship. Eh, you could be a swingle. A swingle? Yeah. I like that. A unicorn or a unicorn? <laughs> We're both at the same time. <laughs> We're not professionals either. This is nope. just our journey. Our real life stories. And we're sharing them with you. So stick around and we hope you enjoy. And no judging. Yeah, no judging. <laughs> Welcome to our very first episode. The original origin story. Uh, we grew up very conservative Christian, the purity culture where sex before marriage is strongly discouraged. You save yourself for marriage. Right. What she said. Premarital <laughs> sex is a no, no. Yeah. Let me make that clear. Having sex before you're married was a no, no. That's right. No gray area. Don't yeah. do it. Don't touch yourself. Don't touch anyone else. <laughs> so that's our background. Even though we were religious, we both struggled with the concept of chastity. Well, yeah, it feels good to be naughty. Well, I mean, sex is, feels good. <laughs> you know, I think that, I mean, I touched myself regularly while I was growing up through my teen years. I didn't. I just touched girls. <laughs> And let girls touch me. And I didn't touch boys. I just touched myself. But again, in our culture, it was very frowned on and emphasized for boys not to masturbate. And they didn't really say anything to the girls. Yeah, I never I never really got into masturbating because the church was so... It, no, 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 yeah, no. Don't do that. They frowned upon it. Yeah. Greatly. And now we know why. <sighs> they like it. <laughs> Because it feels good. So we got married pretty young. Uh, 22, 24. Belle's a couple years older than I am. Yeah, me. A cradle robber at heart. You know it. Even though it's only two years. Uh, I'll take it. We got married young and we had a honeymoon baby right off the bat. That's how we roll. And that's how we started our family. Three kids later. Uh, 16 years of marriage. And we've always kind of had a naughty streak in us. Oh, yeah. We kind of like things on the uh, non-vanilla side. Nasty. Maybe not nasty, but definitely not traditional. So, As in you and me and that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we tried for a very long time to color within the lines, be active in our church and everything else. It never really quite worked for us. We were quite rebellious. We each struggled with the same thing in different degrees and handled it different ways. But I think the important thing to note here is we both felt we wanted more from our sexual relationship right. than just you and me and the missionary position. <laughs> Which is fun. I like the missionary position 
as one of seven or eight different positions yeah. uh, during the course of a lovemaking session. I want to bring up that although we both tried very hard to be chaste, we both ended up losing our virginity before marriage. We did. And you received a really excellent education from the girlfriend you had a sexual relationship with. I did. And I definitely gained some knowledge from the sexual experience that I have, but that knowledge was that not all guys can fuck. (laughs) You mean just having a big dick just doesn't work? No. Who would have thought? So, I mean, I kind of thought that sex wasn't ever really going to be fun for me. It was obviously fun for the guys until I met you. And I'm fun. You're fun. You're my favorite plaything. Um, there were a couple of times in our marriage that we kind of started down this road of having other people in our relationships. Neither one of us has ever had an affair. We've never played alone. We've never played with anyone before this, but... We definitely thought about it. We thought about it. And there were a couple of instances that we got really close. Yes, dangerously close. Instances we both actually would have wanted like a threesome to happen, but didn't know how to vocalize our desires because it was a big no-no to have sex with someone outside of your marriage. So while we were both thinking the same things and young in our relationship, we didn't know how to communicate our wants and desires with each other, honestly. That's I think we kind of tiptoed around it and hinted, but I think we were probably both afraid that the other person would retract and be horrified. You want to do what? We could absolutely lose everything doing that. And and by everything, I mean religious-wise, because you could definitely get the axe for fucking other people. Belle and I are a little bit different in how we see stuff like that. I'm very much a live within the gray <laughs> type Play of person. Play in the gray. <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that, at least religiously speaking. We'll Belle call is you Christian, not. Mr. Gray, in your Fifty yeah. Shades. <laughs> Belle is not. She's a very black and white person. It, you're in she's, or you're out. She's either uh, I'm in full-in religion or... I'm out. No thanks. Living my life and <laughs> doing what I want to do. And she's a lot happier in the black. I am very happy in the black. <laughs> so, I love it here in the black. <laughs> she, she does. I, and I like I like the uh, the very dark grays. Yeah. You know, are I, you are you happy out here in the black with me? I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's good. Let's talk about your smoking hot friend. Oh, oh. BFF. Yeah. Well, she will be known as BFF. Okay. BFF it is. When I met her, we were both in our early 20. Actually, I think we were 19. She is super outgoing and fun, hot, great body, and had a dance background. So she really knew how to move her body. Both of us are very flirtatious, a lot of sexual energy between the two of us. And we would go to Vegas together to have fun. We went to a couple of clubs. She bought me my first body shot, which was super hot. I'm sad I missed that. Getting up on the bar and taking that shot off of the six pack rack of the bartender, which was 
sinful and wonderful at the same time. Her and I had a lot of fun in Vegas. But what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So we're not going to talk about Vegas, but we will talk about BFF and how we had kind of a pact. It was kind of a joke, but I secretly wanted it to happen. But we both kind of said, hey, you know, if our relationships don't work out, we would get together and run off and be lesbians. <laughs> and I've come to find out that I'm actually not a lesbian. I will fall much more in the category of by comfortable, but I definitely love Dick and I like to be outnumbered by them. I won't lie. I like you being outnumbered by him. <laughs> That's a but, lot of fun. But I'd still love a threesome with BFF because I think that would be hot. And she's not shy. I won't lie. I would love the unicorn experience, too. We have yes. not had that. We and haven't. But I'm a little nervous. Nervous excitement to try something like that. <laughs> Ooh, I got the uh, chills. Look. <laughs> so, so I guess other than you having a pact with uh, BFF. That was before you it, and I even started dating. About, I want to say it's about five years was our very first opportunity to have a threesome. Right. And so we're going to talk about Jay? Yeah, we're going to talk about Jay. I thought Jay was your friend from high school. Spoiler alert. He wasn't. <laughs> you can't jump ahead in the story. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The dawn of social media in our lives. I was on social media before you. You were. I, I resisted. I. You didn't want to do it. I kind of like enticed you. I was like, come on. You can stay in contact with your family. Join and share. the Facebook. I talk you into signing up. And you immediately reconnect with your high school acquaintances or buddies. Oh. Or so I thought that's what this was in particular. And he was at first funny and, and quick-witted respondent to my posts. Uh, newsflash, I am very flirtatious. Always have been. And I've got flirt game like crazy. Him and I had pretty good banter back and forth and it was fun to banter with him but most more than anything you were gone a ton at this point in our marriage I, I was I was commuting to California from Utah you know I was only home at this point more than I had ever been in in the five years we had been married but that was still only 10 to 12 days a month I was gone 18 plus days a month right I was a new mom again. We had had our third baby. Being outnumbered by the kiddos was a lot for me. And you being gone. And also, you had a new hobby that you were really getting good at. Okay, so we lived on a golf course. Yeah. And one of the benefits of living on said golf course <laughs> was free golf. And so I may have been playing just a tad bit too much golf. And you're always a student of whatever you do. So when you weren't golfing, you were thinking about golf. I, I am. If, if if I'm playing golf, if you know, I take up golf, I want to be good at it. Right. If it's baseball, I want to be good at it. So I if really it's appreciate women. When you want to fuck women. <laughs> I want to be really good at it. So I practice and practice and, and research. Practice. 
and research. But what happens? I get really good at stuff, but I hyper-focus on it. And that's the problem it created. That absence of you being vocal when you were home and then being gone with your career made it very lonely for me. Now, to be fair, I would go play early in the morning. This is true, but um, more so your study throughout the day. Yeah, you did a lot of reading. I would read article after article and... Right. You know, that's okay. I wouldn't begrudge you downtime. You're at work and you're gone and you're sleeping in a shitty van (laughs) and uh, busting your butt for your family and you need some downtime. And I was more than willing to let you have it. However, when you were gone and you were gone for like stretches of days at this point, I was very lonely and playfully bantering with Jay online, like brought me a little bit of happiness during the day when I'm like outnumbered with these, you know, I had well, a toddler, a newborn and a kindergartner. That was a lot for me to take on, especially in a new city, a new state. Um, and I didn't have like any friends yet to really help me out. And I only had really one or two close family members, but they were busy with their own lives. So it was something that I needed some adult time. And he was the most respondent to me on that platform. So I was constantly in contact with him. And, you know, he would just say nice things, very complimentary, loved you. He was all about always saying, oh, I totally love Adam. Such a great guy. And I was like, ah, you know, dumb, 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 dumb. Then um, we got a new computer. And because my old computer, I'd had a, a copy of a photo editing software program I was gifted from my old job. That copy of software went away when we got the new computer and I didn't have the disc to re-download it. And I was very sad about that. And I lamented about it because there was some photos I really wanted to edit. And I said on my post could just have this program back. And he pops in and goes, well, you may know someone who's a software engineer who could give you a copy of that. And I was like, what? I was all about that. Please. Yes. Here's my computer. Do what you need. So I let him talk me into downloading a chat forum, like an instant messaging. I can't remember if it was Yahoo or whatever it was, but it was the portal he needed to download the software to my computer without actually being in front of my computer. Right. And what that did was give him access to chat with me. Whenever I was online, he would pop in and and start chatting with me. And he could tell I was online. And because I'm a very nice person, I never ignored him. But it did lead back and forth to us having more in-depth conversations. And then he straight up asked me if he could ask me a question. And he was good. I'll give this to him. He wormed his way in real good. So we went from being complimentary to kind of innocent statements. And then he reeled me in with, I'm getting a divorce. My oldest son is not mine. How can I stay in his life or should I stay in his life? And I was like, oh, my gosh, of course. The kid was like eight years old, nine years old. He was young, but he had been raised by Jay. And my heart was like, oh, my gosh, of course you have to stay in this child's life. You can't abandon this this child. But then he told you why they were getting a divorce. He told me why they were getting a divorce. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) He was getting a divorce because he and his wife had decided to have 
a threesome. They enjoyed their threesome experience so much that they actually moved their unicorn in with them. They had rules, and the rule was they played together. Wifey broke that rule. Came home and caught them together. And there were other cases where they had played together and not included him. And he said, well, it's her or me. And wifey said, bye. (laughs) They got a divorce. But of course, my ears had been peaked with curiosity. So I guess the takeaway from this one is uh, don't move in your play partner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And rules are rules. Yeah. And these this is these are things that we've learned on our journey. Well, rules that we'll are get very to. fluid. They can change over time. They can change, but you change them together. You don't break them. Right. On your own. Back to him feeding me this information. I'm really intrigued. It's turning me on to listen to him tell me about this threesome. He went into some pretty great detail too. I mean, he he had you hooked. He did. He, I wouldn't say great detail. He never, like, gave me specifics. But you wouldn't have had to at that point. Right. I mean, he was like a new teenager finding his first porn magazine. <laughs> like, first cover, and you're like, oh, bam. I'll be back in 15 minutes for page two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was. It was like that little dopamine hit. And I, I was telling you what he was telling me. I wasn't keeping anything from you. And this was this was back in... 2010. 2000, early 2010. Yeah. You started teasing me about having a boyfriend. And I was like, no, whatever. He's just asking me questions. He's just asking me for advice. I I was an idiot. He totally wanted from me what you thought he wanted from me. And I was like, no. He's got me convinced that you guys were friends. And in my mind, I'm thinking Adam really needs to reconnect with some people. It's like you were big into your hobbies, but you didn't have a whole lot of friends. Well, and the reason that happened is I got my first job at 20. And so shortly after that high school experience, I was gone, out of state, moved away. Yeah, you jumped right into adulting with both feet. Yeah. Like at 18. And then to my current career. And that was it. I was not a social butterfly type i was sitting you're so responsible (laughs) which really sucks about me Uh, no 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 no. i like that about you that is a good thing good quality Quality. for a husband (laughs) bad quality for a party boy right Um, but you know you're very much husband material (laughs) and you could be my fuck buddy too bonus uh, that is fun i completely missed action years action years getting um, booty then my my first job i wasn't making any money i couldn't really afford to take girls out on days let alone feed myself well but let's also be honest your flirt game is not great no it isn't you are like clueless when girls are flirting with you that that's also true and so you frequently fail to like engage in a flirt a flirty moment because it goes it goes right past sailing past you and you like didn't pick it up yeah i i really need the girl uh, girls like you that are like look i, I want like to fuck you, <laughs> are you okay with that i'm then, a little then i'm like then like uh oh yeah I want to wrap my legs around you. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) That's part of our upbringing, though. You were very respectful, which is why I had to kiss you. You know, yeah. Our first kiss. 
Yeah, I, I totally I just, drove that. Th- that's You're the, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. That's the way I was raised. I'm like, look, uh, you ladies know, first. Ladies first. Which is why I also. I was always you first. afraid of being that <laughs> slime ball. <laughs> I was afraid of being that guy. You know, the the one that gets the like Jay. Yeah, like Jay. <laughs> I I did not ever want to be that guy that 10 years down the road some girl is having a me too experience you know right oh i get you i didn't want to be that guy i was the respectful gentleman yes you were and because of that i I probably missed out on quite a few experiences that probably would have been a lot of fun here's the other side of that i did i mean i didn't get to do the whole frat party thing I, i went to one it wasn't all that but I did kind of sleep around a little bit through my early 20s. And it actually just kind of, it was a letdown. Like, it wasn't all that great for me. And here's the thing about young guys this age and in our culture, because all of the guys I fucked were all the same religion. They don't have any sex game. They don't. They're terrible, actually. Because they're all raised with the same notions that oral sex is bad and anal is bad and masturbation is bad. So they all have the same exact moves, missionary and missionary and missionary. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And it's actually it's not that much fun. It's really not that much fun to have sex with somebody who doesn't know how to have sex. So whereas I had sex with a lot more people than you. I wasn't having a whole lot of fun. And that's a tragedy. Waste of a good pussy. This guy was introducing you to something that you had never heard of. I'd heard of it, but it's not... It's a stuff of fantasy, though. Right. It wasn't something that I really included in my realm of possibilities because we were in a conservative religious sexual relationship that was between just you and me. Well, you say you didn't include it in your realm of fantasy. I remember us sharing our fantasies. And one of your fantasies was the, I mean, dungeon fantasy, right? Being being tied up and fucked repeatedly by (laughs) multiple guys. I mean, that's... Well, no, that one is the same guy. Okay. Master of the castle. That's the same guy. The other one is, you know, village... (laughs) This year, you know, that happens like Viking Village and you're on the menu. (laughs) That's multiple guys. But I never really like grasped the the thought that you and I would ever include a third person into our relationship in a sexual way. Never crossed my mind to this point. So him telling me these things was like, (laughs) huh? Do tell me more. I'm listening. And you were sharing all this with me. Right. I wasn't keeping anything from you. So while... We don't have any secrets. While this was happening, she would then tell me about it. And and I would be like, okay, tell me more. Sounds good to me. Guy and two girls? Yeah. So fast forward a little bit as these conversations between Bell and Jay were... Progressing. Progressing. Progressively getting more interesting. Right. We were scheduled to go on a anniversary anniversary trip to Puerto Rico. And this was in April of, I guess, 2010. Yeah. And And while I wanted to go on a trip for anniversary, I didn't want to go to Puerto Rico. Right. She looked at the 15-day forecast, and one of our benefits is we can change travel plans 
in a heartbeat. Function yeah. of my job. She looked at the 15-day forecast, and it was showing 50% rain. chance of rain. Every day. Despite me trying to say, you know, it's the islands, it happens, 2 o'clock thunderstorm. Every day, she she didn't want to go and be stuck inside. She wanted somewhere warm, the beach. It's freaking cold at home. And she, <laughs> she just wanted to get out in the sun. The option that Bell presented was we drive five hours south to Vegas to Las Vegas. There was a point in that I had always told you about Slutty Bell. And I like Slutty Bell. Slutty Bell is a lot of fun, but Slutty Bell is really hard to find because there's Sober Bell and then there's Slutty Bell and then there's Drunk Bell. Passed out. <laughs> Passed out, Bell. Good night. And Adam doesn't like doing Passed Out, Bell, because, well, I like my girls to be conscious. <laughs> consent. Consent, yep. <laughs> Even if she is your wife and you have blanket consent. Which I appreciate. Not a lot of fun. Slutty Bell is buzzed Bell. But at this point, we were still heavily involved in our religion, which right. was a no drinking religion. So in my early 20s, going down to Vegas with BFF, we, of course, drank like crazy ladies and had a, a hoot and holler and fun time. That was pretty much the last time that I had had any alcohol. You and I were really actually trying to be good Christian people and follow what we were brought to, uh, brought up to so to I, be. I had actually never seen Belle drunk or yep. bust. Never. And so that was really intriguing of getting her down oh. to Vegas. And she's like, let's go have yeah. fun. Yep. And I may have known that Jay would possibly be there. Maybe. His work had not decided he was going. But I did tell him that we were changing our plans to go to Vegas, which he found interesting. So here we are in Las Vegas. And, and we arranged to go out to dinner with him. So you can hang out with your high school buddy. So I can hang out with my, what she thought was high school buddy. And we are sitting around the table and I say to you. Well, no, not yet. Not oh, yet. Oh, okay. We, we went out to dinner first. No, no, that was at the table. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. You and I remember very differently. <laughs> I remember the exact moment I asked this question because his face gave it all away. But the drink started flowing. The flirting was going on. You were having a great time, and I was observing. It wasn't till we got back to the hotel that you asked the question. See, and I remember it as... We were at dinner and we were waiting for our food. And I said, as in an awkward pause of the conversation, so what did you guys used to do back in the day? And he said, well, and then you said. Yeah, we weren't really friends. You weren't really friends. And I looked at him across the table and the look on his face was like, fuck, I've just been found out. Because he was, he was selling this as he was one of my buds. Yeah, he really liked Adam. You were this great guy. You dated his sister. I did. That I mean, doesn't it was, mean that we were friends, though. Well, but that's how he had sold this yeah. whole thing to me, is that you guys were buds, and I was like, 
awesome. This is going to be great. We weren't really friends. Right. He had sold this whole scenario to me on the ideal that you guys were high school friends. And up until that moment, I believed that to be true. Right. And because you dated his sister, I never even questioned it. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. You dated his sister for like two years, right? So then he transitions into a salesman mode, right? (laughs) I guess. I, uh, okay. So from that point on, I just got, I felt really awkward because I all of a sudden didn't know what was going on anymore. And what do I do when I get nervous? You drink. Whatever's in my hand goes down hard and fast. (laughs) And... I hadn't drank in a decade. (laughs) A decade goes by. Yeah. I don't know how to handle my alcohol at this point. Right. And because I'm nervous uh, and we had gotten drinks at dinner, the first thing I did was pound whatever it was that I was drinking. And I cannot remember what I was drinking. By the time we left the table and we're walking through the casino, I was starting to really feel that drunkenness that ha- that you only feel when you drink too fast. We had walked down to like Treasure Island from the restaurant we were at, and we were watching the show outside Treasure Island, and you decided to go get a drink, another drink for me, because you're trying to summon Slutty Belle. I wanted Slutty Belle. That conversation between he and I when you left, I wanted to say... You son of a bitch. I didn't, however. I was just like, so what's what's up? What's going on? Kind of thing. And you could tell that he felt pretty awkward about that. He didn't know what to say to me. Yeah. But then, thankfully, you came back pretty quick. And I had something else on my mind. My feet were killing me. I had bought a brand new pair of flats on the way to Las Vegas. And that was a very poor strategy. My feet were killing me from walking all over Las Vegas that day. And you come back with another drink. As we're sitting there watching the show, I am nervously drinking this really fast. But then the subject turned back to sex and threesomes. and. So from this point on, I remember walking through Las Vegas. And I don't remember a whole lot of the conversation at all. So I guess this is where I kick in because I was stone cold sober. Right. You hadn't drink. drank ever at this point in, so the, in your life. We're, we're sitting at the bar and the conversation, I, I guess because Bell didn't know what else to talk about. You, right. You asked him about the threesomes and I think you mentioned that that would be like really interesting. Oh. And then he went into salesman mode. He was trying to sell us on a threesome. So he started going through this uh, dialogue as, you know, threesomes are amazing. You guys should totally try it. But you got to make sure that you don't really know the person. And it would help if that person didn't live in the same town. And <laughs> he's basically like ticking off the reasons I'm your guy. <laughs> that he was the guy. Let's do this. <laughs> and in the, the drinks- course. The drinks keep coming because we're at a casino, and that's what they do in Vegas. Yes. They just keep bringing you drinks. And in, in in the course of this, you know, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm I'm sold. I'm like, uh, yeah, threesome, totally. Let's let's do this. Slutty Bell had made an appearance briefly, 
and now Slutty Belle was gone. <laughs> um, she leaving. was drunk. Belle. She was leaving. She was leaving. Which the had I known better, heavy. had I known better, I would have pound, I would have drank some freaking water. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't know that. It was better. all alcohol. Yeah. So oh, you were you cringy. Were way plastered. And he was getting plastered. I'm looking at both of you. I'm all kind of worked <laughs> up. I'm like, you know what? This night needs to be over. You're not okay to get yourself back to the hotel. She's way. I couldn't even walk straight. Drunk, so. I didn't even know where I was. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, let me drive you back to the hotel. We'll get Belle back and get her in bed. The gig was up. I was I was not happy. I was turned on, but <laughs> after finding out what he actually wanted, I was just pissed because I I hate being right in those but situations. Were, but you were still interested. I was interested. Yeah, not with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not not with him, man. No way. Go find a freaking hot guy. You know, yeah, yeah. In, he was in the not. bar and pull him up to our room. I mean, room. he was okay, but he's not in the. Guys will want to fuck list. No. I drive him back to his hotel. And then on the yeah. way back, you tried. You you tried your best. Give me a blowjob in the car. I was just having none of it. I'm like, you were too angry. You know what? You were pretty angry. This, this sucked. So I get you back up to your room and you're like, come on, Adam, just fuck me. I was trying. You were, you were plastered. I, so. This is, this was the part I started to remember. I don't remember the conversation through the heavy drinking at the bar. As we got up and walked through the hallway to the parking garage, I can remember not being able to really walk straight. Yeah. And then as we were driving him to his hotel and back, I started to sober up a little bit, but I was starting to get a headache because I hadn't had any water all day. Just freaking alcohol. So I get you to bed. And the only thing I can really remember is we're on a freaking anniversary trip where this guy tried to worm his way into our bed. And now... I don't even get to have sex. <laughs> there's no, there's no slutty bell, you know. She didn't arrive, and she we never only had showed up. We only had like the one night. But that doesn't really so matter. So we, we but wake up and we have to drive home. And you are still pissed. I was still pissed. He starts texting me, Adam. Okay, and I was like, Nope, he's pissed. And he's like, Why is he pissed? I'm like, What do you think he's pissed for? <laughs> like. Uh, because I can tell you're pissed, I I asked you, I'm like, what do you want me to do? And you said that you didn't care. I don't care. You say that a lot when you actually do care, but you're relying on me to make the right decision. So I tell him I'm done. And I immediately unfriend him from Facebook. I was at the gym working out the next day and he sent me a text and said, did you mean to unfriend me from Facebook? And I said, yeah. And he wanted to know why. And I said, because I'm like, you weren't being honest with me. And I was like, and, you know, I'm with Adam and that's who I want to be with. And he says to me, well, I thought you said that your relationship could handle you and I being friends, which is something he had said to me. And it didn't even really dawn on me. That's what he meant when he asked if. Kind of sounded like friends was in quotation marks. Yeah. But in that moment, in my naive, my naive mind. I wasn't thinking about him as a sexual partner. The whole threesome thing like kind of had got me thinking towards a different direction. But when he said that, I thought that your relationship could, you know, handle us being friends. I said, my relationship can handle us being friends. 
It's just that I don't want to be friends with you. And then I blocked his number. It was kind of like a, this door is closing and now I'm slamming it shut. So the reason this this story is important is it kind of planted a seed. It did. Whereas I was pissed at myself and I had a lot of guilt associated with this situation for a really long time, it definitely made you and I both kind of think about threesomes and things like that. And it started to be part of our fantasy during our sex play. And that, I think, should lead into the next segment of this recording. Which Which is... is talking about BFF in Vegas again. (laughs) Yeah. Over New Year's. Right. So I had a business trip that happened to have me in Las Vegas over New Year's Eve. It was the following year. My coworker lived in Vegas and he wasn't going to be using the hotel. So I had two hotel rooms for, I think, 30 hours in Vegas that were unused. And being that home was only four and a half, five hours away, I'm like, hey, why don't you invite BFF and come down to Vegas and we'll have like a couple's, you know, double date thing for New Year's company paid. Right. Which sounded awesome. Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in. Tell me where to sign. So I was originally going to ask her if she wanted to come down with her husband with us and stay in this other room. It turned out that her and her husband were not okay. They were in a fight that would ultimately lead to a divorce, but they were definitely on the, the rocks. Right. But she agreed to drive down and, and hang out with me, just like old times. So while we're all getting ready to go out for New Year's Eve, you and I are laying on a bed. She's in the bathroom getting ready. And we're joking yeah. about... We're pretending we're having sex, and we might have even been actually doing. I, I think <laughs> we were actually <laughs> having sex, teasing her. It started out as joking. Oh, right. hey, we're having we're having sex out here. In the process of it, we made ourselves really horny. Oh uh, yeah, and and remember, BFF is smoking hot. Yeah, she is very sexy. So we ended up actually having sex while she's in the bathroom and at one point the suggestion was made that she come out right which she didn't she did not (laughs) i don't think that she ever thought we were serious no i no (laughs) because and at that point we might have only been teasing or joking and kind of half not really serious but if she had come out we definitely would have liked that. Yeah, and I think the suggestion was she come watch. Or... I don't know. If she, I don't know if we would have known where to go with that in that part of our relationship. No, I think we would have all been like, "Haha, well, okay. this is awkward." <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably right. We we wouldn't have known how to incorporate her and and what to do. I did know about the kind of the bisexual fantasy you had. The pact. With yeah, the pact with her. <laughs> And so I was more than willing to explore that. Yeah, you're like I want to see you guys so, get But with she it. she ended up staying in the bathroom, and you know we we all she took a ridiculously long time to get ready. She did. It was a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's Eve. She and and she was basically split with her husband. She wanted to. Well, and if you remember, and this is probably why she didn't come out. 
and entertain the idea is that her husband was like barraging her with texts. I think that in her mind, she didn't have the headspace to be sexual. Right. But she was trying to be kind of flirty and tease us through by saying, oh, yeah. That was the first time that we were... I, I think kind of on the same wavelength of, okay, if this did happen... We'd be okay with it. We would totally be okay with it. I mean... But not really, because then again, my guilt comes into play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guilt. I'm a black or white personality. And that while little angel bell sitting on your shoulder <laughs> yelling, no! No, if you can't do this, you will go to hell. But we ended up having a really fun trip. It was super you know, fun. New Year's Eve with her. She did not end up staying in the room with us that night. She didn't. She, she had She ended room. up helping somebody that, yeah. that got a little too smashed. So fast forward um, a few years, actually, yeah, like five more years, right? Yes. Uh, 2015, 16. Yeah. When uh, right around the time the whole Ashley Madison thing happened, got that conversation started back up. Right. About monogamy. About monogamy. Are we supposed to be monogamous? We, through the course of a really long discussion in our kitchen, the truth in our... Several long walks through our neighborhood. The truth of our feelings started to come out that we were both... Interested. Yeah, we were both interested in a form of consensual non-monogamy. So the truth came out, you know, we were both interested in it and wanted to take the fantasy stuff and maybe explore it a little bit. And then we had a moment, not a moment, a buildup to losing our religion. Yeah, we did. So we ended up walking away from our church. I was so unhappy. And every every Sunday when we would go, you know, Belle was miserable and stressed and, and angry. this <laughs> the the pressure of perfection really weighed on her. So prior to us having this discussion, we had kind of walked away and we haven't really looked back and we've been having a lot of fun. Really I'm more than anything, I'm happy. Yeah, Belle's happy and we are exploring a whole new level of sexuality. Yeah, unlimited bounds, right? And it's fun. So we're seeing what we can do and how exactly. much fun we can have. How many lines we can cross. I think we're going to save the rest of the story for the next episode. We have to because it's a lot. It gets it gets pretty heavy on and everything else. So we're going to leave it there. That is us in a nutshell. That wasn't a nutshell. That was, yeah, kind of long, right? That was a fucking <laughs> container ship. <laughs> so I hope you stick around and listen to episode two, uh, where we start to dive into the fun play and the lifestyle stuff. And just doing us. Just doing us. And everyone else. <laughs> Not just doing us. <laughs> Doing everyone else. Uh, Unleashing the beast, so to speak. So thanks for listening. Uh, We would also like to thank our patrons. Without you, we could not make this podcast possible. It is patreon.com slash outside the lines. Or you can go to our website, swingingoutsidethelines.com. Email us at bellandadam at swingingoutsidethelines.com. Find us on Twitter at swingingotl or Snapchat at fuckingotl. Right, mm-hmm. if you'd like to join our MeWe group that's for patrons $5 and over, 
Yep. You get instant access to our chat. We're very responsive. We respond to everything. Right. Uh, Ask us questions, chat with us, learn about us. Right. It's not super active yet, but we're still building our tribe.